Alright, good morning fools. We are out here in the morning in beautiful Las Flores Park in Laverne. We're just a mere couple blocks from my friend Marie. Hello. Who we got today. It's another uh, special edition of this mini-series within the series where I'm trying to grab all my classmates from my TPT cohort and like I normally do, that kind of ruins the first question of how we met. But uh, what I've been doing with most of the classmates is just asking, remember the first time that we met or we talked? I honestly don't, but... I was going to say, uh, we met in a hallway at APU, and Wes went like this for an epic high five, and I matched it, and then we were friends ever since. That's basically it. That, that's, that's basically it. That's, that's probably one of the main things that I miss from... Oh, yeah. Not being in person, it is seeing Marie, seeing Brooke, mm -hmm. um, and then just winding up a humongous, <laughs> and then loud, and forth. obnoxious high five <laughs> that everyone sees. And then it stings afterwards, that's yeah. how you know it's a good one. Right. <laughs> hey, the, the bigger the windup, the better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm going to try not to get the people walking on the sidewalk. <laughs> um, but do you... Let's see, for the second question, um, since we all kind of have the same uh, career trajectory of trying to be a PT, mm -hmm. can you elaborate a little more on um, kind of what your past experiences are in? And uh, when you become a PT, is there a certain population that you want to work with? So I basically grew up in a PT clinic. I had five knee surgeries mm -hmm. uh, from eighth grade until freshman year of college. So my experience first was as a patient, mm -hmm. and then I was able to volunteer at that clinic, so outpatient PT, and I worked there for a couple years. I dipped my toes in pediatrics, and kids are a lot of energy, and I got tired of baby shark, yeah. so <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with outpatient orthopedics, uh, particularly geriatrics. I mm. like I like the old people. They have great stories, and they just want someone to talk to. and you don't have to trick them into doing their exercises like the kiddos. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping to be able to work at the clinic that I grew up in and got to to be an aide at. And yeah, working with geriatrics, maybe mixing in some sports, mm. but definitely geriatrics. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'll say just again to the, the deeper questions mm -hmm. of this interview, can you share with everyone a, uh, a cause or issue that you think is important right now, uh, but you think doesn't uh, necessarily get um, kind of the coverage or attention that you think that it deserves. So growing up with my dad being a teacher and I have an aunt and uncle who are teachers, there's a lot of talk with COVID obviously getting back in the classroom, mm -hmm. keeping people safe, all of that. But I think what's being missed is that kids are kind of sliding through um, public school, my just hearing experiences from them and how they have kids with a fourth grade reading level mm. who are in middle school. How does that happen? You know, I think that there needs to be better systems in place and resources available to kids who maybe came into classrooms with English not being their first language. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many biling bilingual people within yeah. the education field or with outside of it. And I kind of think um, that needs to be Around. emphasized more within the education system of 
you can't just push kids through to keep them going. You kind of have to take a pause and make sure that they're actually learning what they're learning. If you have someone in your class who only speaks Korean mm -hmm. and you speak English and you kind of think they get what you're talking about, how is that really making sure that they're learning science? My dad teaches science. That's a mm -hmm. very important core subject. And uh, I know he's very frustrated and uh, I don't know the answers to it, but I think that along with having better resources for schools, it needs to be a focus on making sure that all kids are getting the same education and might need extra help in order to make sure that they're at the same level when they when they keep going. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point you brought up. I mean, I mean, I don't I don't have any. Well, I'll say I don't have any immediate family in education. Mm -hmm. um, I have a cousin who works as a teacher up in the Bay Area. Um, and I wonder if I, I wonder if I talked to him if he would kind of reflect that same sentiment if mm -hmm. um, kind of reading levels are decreasing within COVID. Mm -hmm. It'll be something interesting to look up on. Yeah. Um, I'll say for the second question, um, I know, like you said, education is within the family. Mm -hmm. That's pretty close to home. Um, but is mm -hmm. there another cause or issue that um, either you're personally connected to right now or maybe that you were connected to in the past that you would like more people to know about? I think as PT students, we're learning more about the healthcare system and what our role is going to be in treating patients, um, the holistic view of the patient. And the more I learn, the more I see that uh, our system is not built on preventative healthcare. Mm -hmm. It's more so of, okay, you have this disease and here are pills and here are the expensive treatments that are gonna try to decrease symptoms rather than treating, preventing the, the diseases. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of family members with diabetes and so seeing them in the final stages of it and hearing things like, I didn't know, there weren't maybe resources, information from the doctor to try to prevent it getting as bad as it did. Mm -hmm. And so as a PT, I think that there's an important role in not only treating the patient that's in front of you with knee pain or with shoulder pain, but also looking at the whole picture of there are, we're movement analysts, we're movement specialists. Right. So working on fixing postures, fixing the way people walk, fixing making them know that when they're sitting at a desk all day and they're like this, that's going to be a problem down the road. So I think that trying to use my profession within my scope of practice to elicit preventive care and educate more about um, preventative health care, just making things more out in the open and having maybe a difficult conversation in order to try to prevent worst disease you know mm -hmm. so down the line it wasn't oh no one told me I shouldn't stand like that no one told me I shouldn't do this I'd like to try to help as many people as I can to you know live pain-free lives that's the goal for sure mm -hmm. and if I can do that by oh look at that pretty bird oh my oh, gosh oh that was gorgeous sorry it's <laughs> all good that was so great uh <laughs> yeah I think trying to um form my professional career around preventative health care and trying to um, help the patients as a whole and because I don't know how to fix the healthcare system I don't know enough about it but I know what I can do and mm. that's what I'm going to try to focus on mm -hmm. and hopefully through this platform you can um, get more people to look into it yeah and we can 
make this more of a thing that uh, hopefully will bring about more change. I hope so, for sure. And I know that I have some classmates that are involved in uh, like California government for PTs mm. and I'll admit I've been getting a little overwhelmed with school lately. It's not an excuse. We have awesome classmates that are mm -hmm. very involved and that's definitely something that I'm going to be looking into once we survive comps exams. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's the interview that I hope I can get on here. Mm -hmm. That'll be with I think Diana, she's yep. our what is what is she? She's our is she our, is she our class representative she's our or she's queen. She... I don't know what her yeah. official title is, but she's always keeping us in the loop about what's going on. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I'm excited to to get more involved moving forward for sure. Yeah. Quick story before we finish off the interview. Okay. I just want to say one time after class, we all went home, and I think after an hour of resting, I decided to go to the gym, and then as I and well. Like you guys already know, I live like two blocks away from campus. We just walk to school normally, mm -hmm. um, but the gym is a little farther away. So I was driving and as I was driving away, I saw Diana pull out a campus mm -hmm. as I was like going to the gym. And I was like, oh man, she really like stayed like a whole hour after we all got out just yeah. to just to study and probably make sure she hammering down all the things we were supposed to know. And I was like, man, I really that's that's real that's real commendable I, yes. <laughs> I wish I was doing that definitely definitely uh, someone to look up to and someone to try to challenge ourselves to be more like for sure because I think yeah. that coming into PT school I didn't really have a mind for the legislative the government side mm -hmm. of uh, PT and she's definitely made it well known that we can have an active role and we can actually make a difference with it yeah that's often awesome. so I'll say speaking on that having goals of being better in the future mm -hmm. um can you kind of uh, tell everyone what your goals are for the future they can either be short term or they can be as long into the future as you want short term will be to survive comps uh enjoy <laughs> clinicals and graduate with all of my awesome cohortians i don't know if that's a word but it should be well we'll, we'll start using it <laughs> cohortians um more long term i'd love to be involved in geriatric wellness as well as PT and I think Neuro had a big part of that with seeing all of the different like Parkinson's gyms and mm -hmm. different ways that you can help patients who have tougher diagnoses. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really awesome to be able to encourage and motivate um, patients that way. So going into ortho, geriatrics, I would love to incorporate a wellness aspect to it as well. Um, and then just seeing where the being involved um, down Diana's path will take me. It's really exciting. It's awesome that you don't have to know exactly what you want to do out of PT school. Mm -hmm. You have to know enough to take the boards, rock the boards. Yeah. And then there's so many different possibilities that I think have really opened up the last couple semesters of it doesn't have to just be one thing. Mm -hmm. You can kind of branch out. So I'm excited to see it. It'll be cool. Nice. Um, and what's that? That's that's the end of the interview right there. Thanks. Thanks for Marie for uh, taking the time out of your morning to let me bug you with these questions. Awesome. I love what you're doing. I think it's really awesome. Thank you. Um, and as I like to say, kind of at the end of most of these, this series isn't without the people who let me bug them and ask them questions while we walk or run, depending on what you like. And um, with that, we'll go ahead and conclude it and we'll see you on the next one. All right, thank you.